the business savvy singer. Hey there. And welcome to the Business Savvy Singer Podcast. I'm Dr. Greta Pope, and I'm so glad that you're here. This podcast is dedicated to vocalists and to those who love them. We interview singers who are working professionally to get a glimpse into their lives and celebrate their personal journey to success. Join us weekly to learn how to move your career forward. Get tips and recommendations to help you realize the career of your dreams. You're listening to the Business Savvy Singer Podcast, brought to you by the PrivateMusicStudio.net, providing online education to build sustainable careers in music. Also, Eternal Wolf Music, producing audio for every need. And Greta Pope Entertainment for the finest in entertainment. Hey there, and welcome to the Business Savvy Singer podcast. I'm very excited today to be chatting with the founder of Performance Ear Training, an outstanding series of classes that helps musicians and singers enjoy the freedom of creating and playing by ear. Donovan Mixon, is an ear training specialist, a music professor, and a recording artist. We as singers, of course, want to be good musicians. We want to make wonderful music, and we want to have the respect of the other musicians that we work with. This is where having good ears and good training comes in. So I'm going to welcome Donovan to our show now. Donovan, thank you so much for joining us. Donovan Mixon, welcome. Hi, Greta. Thank you very much for having me here. I'm so happy to see you again. Yes, Um, yes. I'm so glad to have you here. Thanks for taking the time from your busy schedule. Yeah, well, it is is busy. (laughs) Every day, uh, uh, teaching, practicing, composing, uh, working on uh, for the course but also privately and so yeah. forth it's uh, wonderful it's wonderful. just you know the uh, the normal uh, let's say um, activities of a, a professional musician yes it's wonderful well on that note haha I think we will start off by having you play something for us you're a wonderful guitarist And I would love for my listeners to hear your beautiful playing. So please favor us with something. Okay, I was playing this morning. This. Thank you. 
beautiful. Donovan Mixon, absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much for playing for us. So, <laughs> yeah, to be mine too, the nearness of you, one of my very, very favorites. Uh, just to, the, lyric, the lyric got me when I first saw <laughs> Yep, beautiful song. So tell us a little bit about how you got started as a musician and just kind of your journey to where you are today. Uh, you, you've been a, you know, you're a highly esteemed professor and just, you know, really, really great journey that you've had. So please fill us in, in the, on that. In the beginning, you know, my mom and my mom and, and relative, dad and relatives, they were listening to you. Uh, Yeah. They were listening to that. And, yep. Uh, and, and therefore, I just couldn't help it. And then also, I helped but um, be attracted. Also, they, uh, my mom was a, a gospel singer. Mm-hmm. Church. And uh, so, I didn't really, I never heard her do that. I, it, that happened mostly before I became of, you know, an awareness and stuff. Mm-hmm. But later, uh, she became more secular, and that's when... And when, and when I, uh, as I grew up, I became aware of this, uh, this these blues and R and B and things like that. And uh, so I lo- loved music, come to love music, and I we uh, I took guitar lessons until the money ran out. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't long, but they, you know, they got me a guitar and and I, I took some lessons from some guy in the back of a music store, and. Uh, and just I, even after the lesson stopped, I continued trying to learn uh, by ear, and uh, mm-hmm. with my buddies, and, and there it was lots of lots of kids, you know, uh, trying to learn their instruments, and so we played, came up playing uh, funk and mm-hmm. and uh, kind of uh, rock, but not not metal and things like that, more like R&B, rockish kind of thing, and funk and. Uh, some blues and uh, and uh, the um, yeah the R and B is the famous the singers uh, who who could I say uh, uh, well well it's the same James Brown was a major part of that. yeah I bet <laughs> that's great so James Brown was an important part of your uh, of your yeah, training yeah. and listening to that kind of music. Yeah, we did uh, all of that, and my mom was listening, of course, to um, Mahalia Jackson and mm-hmm. Sarah Vaughan and oh, all, all the greats. And, uh, I did, and and some of many of these people, uh, I grew up in Newark, New Jersey, and many of these people would come through Newark, and, oh. and there were a lot of greats like uh, Wayne Shorter and Sarah Vaughan and uh, yeah. Whitney Houston. Wow. And, and <laughs> who were from North New Jersey, you know. Yeah. And so, you know, I grew up like that. But, uh, and I eventually, you know, I finished high school and went to college. I didn't think I was going to do music because I thought I was going to go to law school. But then mm-hmm. I, uh, I went for a couple of years and then I decided I wanted to change to music. It's great. And, uh, and I never looked back. My my folks, my folks. Unfortunately, unfortunately, they had died in my senior year. Mm. But but they, you know, they were firmly behind my decisions, and they, you know, they saw I was serious. So that's that great. Was fortunate. 
So um, I, I just went on and played professionally after um, I graduated uh, in music education, uh, classical guitar, and uh, music, music education. I went on and played professionally with a road band playing all the, all the hits, the R&B and, and top 40 hits. Mm -hmm. and then, I, uh, then I got a job teaching um, high school. Uh, did that for three years or so, and and I didn't want ten, ten, uh, tenure because uh, I thought I'd get stuck in the job. Mm -hmm. You know, opportunity came up where I could go to Atlantic City and enter the union, and I had a mentor uh, who was uh, a former vice president of the union, his brother named Chris Colombo, and he was uh, he was very instrumental in, in encouraging me. Mm -hmm. I went there, and and um, after a year of hanging out, I finally got a call to play the, the shows uh, in the in the in the casino um, rooms, uh, co concert rooms, and I think that was with um, the first one was um, was uh, was it either I think it was Nancy Wilson, cool, and with the Buddy Rich Band. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> Yeah, they did. You know, neither one of them had a guitar. Um, they, uh, that Buddy Rich Band. I don't think he had a guitarist, but Nancy Wilson had a had a um, yeah. She had a guitar book, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. so she brought a trio, but they had a guitar book. So I I filled in with that. And, oh, that's and great. That was the second one. The first one was Engelbert Humperdinck. Oh, yeah. And the guy, the contractor, Ron Ponzio, he, he was very skeptical because I had never played any shows there. Mm -hmm. But I had, by that time, had met a lot of musicians, and I came recommended. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so he uh, hired me. That's and, wonderful. Uh, that is yeah, so wonderful. Anyway, that was a that was a big uh, formula uh, to uh, uh, part of my life. Yeah. And well, I, tell I, us about your your college professorships. Yeah, uh, well, I, you know, after that, I did go to um, uh, Manhattan School of Music and, and did a master's in, uh, in uh, jazz and commercial music, concentration uh, with composition. And then eventually I, I got a job uh, teaching at uh, Berklee College of Music in Boston. Which is pretty fabulous. I mean, that's very yeah, exciting. I, well, <laughs> yeah. well, people were, you know, the guys in Atlantic City, I told them I was studying for a master's, and they were, oh, you're not going to get a job, you know, full-time <laughs> job in a college just like that. I mean, it takes time, you know. And I was looking at those guys, and I said, they don't look too good to me. So, <laughs> so I did it in uh, some kind of way. Well, I just faith. I just I worked wow. hard, and then I worked very hard. And then I saw an ad for they were looking for teachers, they weren't looking for teachers, it was an ad for like a chairman of professional music. Okay. And I thought, hmm, okay, I'm going to apply to this. <laughs> I don't even know what chairman of professional music does, <laughs> but I'm sure I can figure it out. And if, even if I don't, they will see my resume. I know that mm -hmm. would be the absolute sure way they would see the resume instead of just sending it in cold. Right. right? So, uh, I did, and I send it. It came right back. You are no longer 
you were never considered for that <laughs> but but we are looking for uh, professors new teachers so we encourage you to reapply good so that's what and I and I was offered a job and taught there ended up teaching there seven and a half seven and a half years wonderful like that. that's yeah. wonderful so and that is where you began uh, really developing your performance your training program oh yeah I I, I was in the ear training ear training and uh, ensemble uh, ensemble departments and I uh, did a lot of work in both and uh, and I even had part of my service to the college was to do, uh, I came up with it, I'm gonna do ear training experiments. Oh, cool. <laughs> with, with my uh, subjects, you know. Mm -hmm. And so out of that uh, came a, a lot of theories or uh, study concepts. Mm -hmm. Because I saw that, uh, I saw that uh, it was, uh, it was concepts, so conceptual how you study it. It wasn't just memory, you know, memorizing stuff. You, yes, you have to memorize things, but yeah. it wasn't only that. And one, one kind of technique called the uh, sing then play, sing then play mm -hmm. technique I came up with. Just came out of teaching Wonderful. people how to, to tune the guitar in that standard way. Like, okay, you, you fret the E string at the, uh, at the fifth fret to get to get the note at, uh, the, of the next string. Mm -hmm. So if the next, oops, sorry about that. So if the next note were a little out of tune, it would be, wait a minute, let me push it out of tune. A little more, I'll do it. Oh, that's out of, oh, out of tune. So the students often I'll say, okay, let's see if you can do it. And they would do this. Okay, that sounds okay. And I said, no, it's not. <laughs> not okay. Try it again. That's good. No. No. So I, well, I, I, I show them, look, play the first note three times, then play the next note once. And, uh, you, and so it would set up. Oh, set up an expectation in the ear. Yes. And so they, to do doing that, they could hear very fine differences from mm -hmm. that. So from that came, ah, oh, the single and play technique that I would employ in my ear training. And, uh, and so I formally kind of uh, refined it, and now it, 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 played, it, played a, it plays a major role in how I teach ear training. That's um, wonderful. Because it's a tool mm -hmm. that you can use with many, uh, with many uh, exercises and so forth. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I did that at Berkeley, and I, I, I went. I eventually took a leave of absence to go live in in Europe, and uh, I started my started my book, writing my book at that time. Came back. Oh, came came back. And um, uh, I was like, I'm not, no, I don't want to be back. And I left, and I left again, and went back to Europe, and I finished the book, and and just began playing, you know, playing and teaching, studying, doing mm -hmm. workshops and on ear training all around in Italy, but also Switzerland and France and Germany. The and the uh, the publisher ended up being a 
German publisher, Advanced Music. Mm -hmm. And what is the title of your book? Oh, the book, the book is called Performance Ear Training. Okay, okay. As, as is the, uh, the course mm -hmm. itself. And uh, so it, it turns out I, I actually coined that phrase because there, this wasn't happen this didn't exist at Berkeley. Mm -hmm. But when I went back to Boston on a visit, I realized, oh, they had performance ear training <laughs> classes because my book had come out. Yes. And my form, all my, my colleagues and my former co uh, chairman and everything, they, they had congratulated me on the book. And plus, my former former chairman had given a, uh, an endorsement. How wonderful. So the idea, but they weren't, they would just use the title. Yes, but yes. But anyway, so yeah, that's what I do. That's uh, wonderful. So tell us, tell us how, um, how this can be beneficial to singers, because, you know, the bulk of our audience are singers or people who love them. And, uh, you know, I have always um, felt that it's very important for singers to be able to have good ears, to be able to read the music, to really understand, you know, not to just rely on someone else to, you know, to determine their keys or to um, kind of yes. determine, you know, what their be the, the, the front part of their song is going to sound like or the ending of their song. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's really important. So tell us how this can really benefit singers. I ended up even going to Turkey and teaching at Istanbul Bilgi University in this, uh, this program. And if I could share a screen, I'll be happy oh. to show. Okay. okay. Well, this is a podcast, but, <laughs> but I'd love to see your screen. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> oh, oh it's, not, it's not video. No, it isn't. But you know what? Sh okay. Share your screen anyway. Let's do okay. it, and maybe we can do a segment of this on YouTube or something. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, this will, this will be suitable. For, if you're giving permission to share a screen. Oh, I, yes, I do have to do that, don't I? Um, should have said that before. Okay. Let's see. I, did I do it? Okay, let's see. Yes. Okay, great. All right. So problems vocalists have... Typically, yeah, but a lot, a lot of, there are others too. Problems vocalists typically have that uh, performance ear training addresses that can solve, like finding the start note mm -hmm. of a song. You know, and a lot of times, you know, the the per the, um, you know, the pianos or the do that, and mm -hmm. the the uh, this, the vocalist may not. So may not be able to locate her note because yeah. his note because he has he hasn't um, he hasn't taken the time to really nail it down. What you know maybe they practice singing, but really intellectually know what note in the scale and it, it is. Yes. So no. so so one one of the. Um, one of the techniques that I use, and this not, I didn't invent tendency tones. Tendency tones are just, uh, that talks about the tendencies of notes in the context of a key. So if you have, uh, typically like in a, in, a, um, in a cadence. Oh, hope this guitar. Hope the guitar is, is, I think it's okay. So I uh, have, uh, let's see. So you have that sol, do, five, one. Mm -hmm. So, so it, it, we, 
practice tendency tones, we construct a, a row of tendency tones. So here's the here's the uh, do, ti do. Why ti do? Because in a five one, for example, mm-hmm. the tendency of that seven wants to go to it has a very strong. The second diatonic tendency tone will be re do. Well, it happens also to be re wants to go to do. Mm-hmm. The next one will be fa. Fa wants to go to what? Mm-hmm. That four fa wants to go to me, which is the next stable stable note. Mm-hmm. Fa wants to go to me. So that's easy to hear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you have ti do re do fa fa mi. Something, something doesn't sound right here. Sorry about that. Got to execute, sing, then play. <laughs> so that's that's great. I mean, these are these are really important things for singers. To understand and to be able to find their their first note after this beautiful introduction has been played, and then to be able to know where they're supposed to be singing. Yeah, this, these these exercises are to to, to uh, sensitize yourself to yes. the tendencies of notes in yes. the context of a key. Yes. So you know you have you're in key, and I know I hear this. If I can hear Ray Do. Mm-hmm. And then for fa mi. Mm-hmm. Now the next one will be la so. So mm-hmm. that would be in the context of la a four one cadence. Mm-hmm. La so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. That's great. So tell us how people can avail themselves of your course. What what is your website? Um, you know, I, I think it's just, uh, you know, I, I will I will tell our listeners that um, I believe it was last weekend or last week, I had an opportunity to participate in just a very brief little kind of uh, expose of, uh, of Donovan's course. And I absolutely loved it. And I have been a music theory teacher. And I initially tuned in because I thought, oh, this will be, you know, interesting to hear. But I loved it. It was such a different way of learning to hear things. You know, uh, when we were in conservatory, we, you know, traditionally learn um, music theory uh, according to the old masters, the European masters, which is very interesting. But this has its own kind of different thing. It's a practical application that you can use today for jazz, for other styles. Yeah, if you're a singer and you 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 want you know you want to develop your ability to sing in harmony, yeah, yeah, with different intervals, you know, you could sing a harmony in seconds, in mm-hmm. thirds, and fourths, mm-hmm. in fifths of two different effect. You know, there are exercises like cycle four intervallic exercises, mm-hmm. and just of course that would help with just recognizing intervals. Right. Learning more with precision, more complex or chromatic melodies. Mm-hmm. There's well, I, I use the solfate syllables and movable do, whereas as this, this is do, 
because this is the do. But if I play this, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we will perceive that as the do. As the jazz. So mm -hmm. the, the, it's movable do, yeah. and it's very practical because that's the way we intuitively hear already. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They or see recognizing with knowledge when someone is playing a wrong note mm -hmm. or chord quality mm -hmm. or tension. Mm -hmm. well, mm -hmm. There are exercises and concepts, study concepts like tonal tension, mm -hmm. tendency tones. Of course, inner hearing is exercises though really a, a big a big topic. Mm -hmm. Of course, dictation. Very often, we'd have uh, vocalists will have trouble recognizing the chords of a song that they're singing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, therefore, if uh, they may have trouble keeping up with it as the the progression is going along and lose their place and not yes. know when to come back in. Yes. Yeah. So there's there's things called the harmonic bass lines where you learn to sing sing a progression using a single line with your voice, and the more that you can do that. The more uh, close, uh, the more that you, the better you can do that. The better you'll be able to recognize chord progressions. So mm -hmm. you know, so how do you sing a chord? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. you know, and so you can use that, and then use a bass line, a harmonic bass line. If you're singing a blues, do mi te do fa la me fa do mi te do so te do mi fa la me fa. You can sing all kinds of progressions mm -hmm. to get them inside of you. Yeah. And so therefore your overall musicianship just goes, accelerates, goes yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Um, all of these things will help, help you with being able to keep up uh, mm -hmm. with form of the tune, which is very important. Yes, it is very important when you're singing jazz and, and people are soloing and all kinds mm -hmm. of things are going on and then boom, it's your turn to come back in. <laughs> you need to know where to come back in and on what note, you know, well, so... You know, technical term for it. Yeah, know? yeah. It is, it is. So some of these things, you know, to the singers listening, some of these things may sound, you know, difficult, but they're but they're very intuitive. And Donovan is really good at at helping you to understand um, yeah. exactly what you need to be doing. And I yes. highly, yes. highly yes. recommend. Thank you. It, um, it's steps. It's step by step. Mm -hmm. These skills. So you like just like you didn't learn to walk immediately, right. you know, and, and all the think of all the different skills that you have and yeah. things that you can do. You learn them gradually, step by step. Yeah. Same kind of thing with this. Of course, you have to you learn it in in class, but then you have to practice, mm -hmm. and you find that at first you have trouble with even practicing. You have mm -hmm. to learn how to practice, yeah. how to put yourself in that in that um, uh, mood, in mm -hmm. that space where you're concentrating, you're focused. But I address that, of mm -hmm. course I address that, but I, the course is highly, um, uh, what can I say, it, the, the course emphasizes how to practice, yeah. how to study. The process is what yeah. I, I uh, emphasize. The these and their concepts, so you can they're open to your creativity. You mm -hmm. can find ways to use them with many different situations. If you're 
if you're teaching, it's it's very valuable for your students. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, to help them. Yes, you know. I will say that as a music theory and ear training teacher. I was highly impressed with this technique that you use, um, and, and I would highly recommend any singer and any musician in general uh, to, to take your, your courses because, you know, it will help you so, so, so much. Yeah, I've, I've taught this, of course, in many states in America, and then for the Gen Conference, I've done it a couple of times. I've, I've been, I've taught it in Italy, in Germany, mm -hmm. in France, mm -hmm. in Singapore, in China, in <laughs> Turkey, um, what else, I think, uh, oh, Slovenia, mm -hmm. Switzerland. Wonderful, wonderful. Right. So it's, uh, and it's accepted, people like it, and overseas, very often I will run into students who only uh, studied um, uh, Fixed dough, yes. where dough is always the notes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's impractical. But yeah. there are some geniuses that can just switch back and forth from fixed and uh, yeah. movable dough. Yeah. And there are some people, you know, who naturally they have a perfect pitch. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking yeah. to people, other people, and most of us. Yeah, they're regular people. That's right. Yeah. That's and, right. And the movable dough is, is more practical. But often, but uh, but I have run into many many of my European students. They yeah, they grew up with the fixed dough. At first, they had so much trouble with the movable dough mm -hmm. business. But after a bit, they said, "Oh, this is because yeah. they were doing uh, jazz and blues mm -hmm. and folk." And they said, "Oh, this is much more much more practical." Yeah, they found useful. Yes, so yes. That's what uh, that's. Then, but it's not without some pain. You gotta study. It's yeah, not, of course. You know, if you wanna, if you wanna study music there, you have to study. Mm -hmm. Your training. If you wanna run a marathon, you <laughs> have to practice. Yeah. You, you know, you do have to practice, but you, you will, you you will um, achieve if you if you attend and you do the homework, and you have to be proactive in your. And you're, uh, if you're a vocalist, you'll be pro proactive. If you want to go to that gig and, and to the rehearsal and command, you know, respect mm -hmm. because you know how to write. You, you know about the forms of the songs. You yes. can speak with the language of the musicians. You can write a chart where yep. it makes sense and that yep. you don't have to explain a lot. You, you, you learn the conventions. All of this, these kind of things are an aside, but as you become more competent in your music, with your musicianship, you'll be more encouraged to learn these things, the, learn, learn the conventions of writing a chart, which is not rocket science. You know, <laughs> right. And, you know, you will learn the convention. You say, I'm going to learn finale and learn how to use the notation yeah. Yeah. Uh, software. Yeah. As your musicianship increases, you'll have much more confidence. Absolutely. Um, yourself, and you'll see the musicians looking at your instrumentalists, looking at you with, you know, with, with more respect. And, yeah. and, and, and um, they're happy to hear what you have to say because you... You can speak their language, and mm -hmm. you you know a major third from a perfect fourth or, right. or right. fourth, you know, and you right. can sing, you can demonstrate it. Yes. Uh, so yes. this is you know this is what you want to do. Just like as a guitarist, I want to be able to function when 
I'm uh, on a gig and someone asks me to play something, I want to be able to function, figure it out if I don't have it right away, but I want to be able to get it in a short time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But this is invaluable. In, in Turkey, uh, I, in my private practice, uh, almost all of my students were, were vocalists. It was uh, interesting. And, uh, you know, a couple of now um, professors in, uh, in the universities over there, and they uh, very one, Bashak Yabuts, you can look her up, Bashak, B-A-S-A-K, Yabuts, Y-A-V-U-Z, and she, uh, she uses, you know, uses my technique, she just says, I use, I use Don Mixon's performance air training. That's know, wonderful. And, and tell she tells all of our students to do so. So that's fantastic. Well, Donovan, I want to thank you for being with us today. I want to say to our listeners, if you want to improve your your musicianship, this is the course for you. So performanceeartraining.com. Go there, check it out, sign up. There there are uh, classes on Zoom, so you don't have to go anywhere. Uh, to take these classes, and you will not be sorry that you did. Donovan Mixon, I want to thank you. I am wishing you much, much, much continued success with this business and with your playing and just with, with everything. You're, you're a delight. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. As, and to you as well, Greta. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you. Good news. We're partnering. The Business Savvy Singer podcast is delighted to be included in the NatsCast network. NatsCast is the official podcast network of the National Association of Teachers of Singing. It's an honor to be part of this community and have the opportunity to provide encouragement, education, and entertainment to singers everywhere. The Business Savvy Singer Podcast is brought to you by the PrivateMusicStudio.net, Eternal Wolf Music, and Greta Pope Entertainment. Let us know if you know of a singer who is having great success in the music business. We'd love to share their story and their journey on this podcast. Send your emails to info at GretaPope.com. We've had a great time with you today. See you next time on the Business Savvy Singer Podcast. The Business Savvy Singer. <laughs>